There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Coach Tom here. Welcome back to the PH Nutrition Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Liam Holmes, and we are going to be discussing everything you could possibly want to know about intra-workout nutrition. Before we get started... Welcome, Liam. How are you doing? I'm very good, buddy. Very good. I'm. Uh, I've trained this morning. I've been on podcast all morning, so I am. I'm warmed up, ready to go for this one. Dialed in, ready in the zone. I like yeah. it. Very yeah. good. Very good. So, intra workout nutrition. Now, we want to try and keep this short, simple, little bite-sized pieces of advice for you, rather than go too far down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, something that maybe gets dismissed a little bit is when we use the term intra-workout I think commonly people will think about endurance athletes marathon runners triathletes etc but from your experience you know yeah in the gym Liam working with clients etc do you think there is a a space for intra-workout nutrition for for those people doing crossfit doing functional fitness etc yeah a hundred percent there is I think it's it's one of those things that's not necessary I think I think like uh, pre-workout nutrition, post-workout nutrition, you know, there should the, these should be the priority for when you're doing this type of exercise or this type of training. But I definitely think that intra-workout is maybe something that's overlooked or misunderstood and used in the incorrect way. So I think hopefully it's something that we can we can direct people in the, uh, in the right way on how to do it in the best in the best way possible. Sounds I do good. think it's, so- it's useful. Yeah. So let's let's take uh, some real world, real world examples. Uh, two areas that I could see a potential for someone to use an intra workout. If you're going to the gym doing, like, say, CrossFit, functional fitness, strength training, there's two areas that I think could be a potential to to use something, and that is if you're training first thing in the morning, or if you're doing uh, two sessions or more mm. per day. Yep. Uh, so let's dive in with with early morning crew first off. Those people getting up early. Like, again, this is just thinking about performance and helping you to have a little bit more in the tank to get the most out of your sessions, right? Definitely. Often, if you're getting up and you've got to be in the gym, I don't know, 5, 6, 6.30 in the morning, obviously, we've covered 
if you want to eat before you train, these are the things to cover. Go back, find that great podcast that we did. But actually having something during your session that's easy to digest and absorb could help you, I'd say, actually spend a little bit more time in bed to help your recovery yeah. and then get up and have a good session. So what should people be using, Liam? Like, what do you think is, is a good starting point? If people have never used something before, intra-workout, before they spend a whole load of money on Amazon, yeah. what would be your go-tos? I think the one thing that we overlook is electrolytes especially for those first uh, early morning trainers like we're coming off a an overnight fast but we're also dehydrated and so getting up and uh, some water but you can use electrolytes within your workout to help offset fatigue to help with energy production i think that's something that i think regardless if you know we're going to carbohydrates in a minute regardless of what your goal is i think that is definitely a fundamental that a lot of people can do early morning especially if you know that it's going to be you know a very sweaty workout as well so getting some electrolytes in your session through the water that you consume i think is a sensible thing and then we're going into carbohydrates mate and like you say we've talked about this on the pre-workout nutrition podcast i think like i say performance is the goal or you haven't had managed you know you don't fancy consuming something before your workout especially if it's starting to get to a point where your session you're starting to kind of fatigue through your session okay if you're getting 30 minutes, 40 minutes in and you kind of hit the wall, like that would be something that I would say, like using an intra workout. And when we talk about intra workouts, it is a carbohydrate. Okay. Uh, whether that's a maltodextrin, dextrin, whether that's a, a, a cyclic dextrin, whether that's uh, just literally kind of glucose in the, from, in the form of a sports drink, fructose, you know, whatever that is, we're looking at a carbohydrate. And this can be a really beneficial thing, you know, like, like Tom said, easy to digest is going to help you with energy production and help you to get the most out of that whole session, as opposed to you just getting through or doing really well in the first bit and then hitting the ball in the second half of that session. So for me, I think that that is a really, really kind of sensible strategy if people do find that they're struggling a little bit or that their session then ends up being around 90 minutes to two hours. That's something. I know you train a lot first thing in the morning, but I know you eat uh, beforehand. But when you train like 90 minutes to two hours, it, it, you know, that's something that definitely like, you know, you may be doing a class and then you're doing a little bit of accessory afterwards. Like this is a common thing. Or you're doing a run and then you're doing, you know, a little bit of CrossFit afterwards or strength training. Like that's when potentially an intra workout is going to be beneficial if you're training fasted, even if you're not, but because it's hard to get the amount in, isn't it? Before you, you know, you can't eat a ton of food before, before that morning session. So I think for me, that's definitely an area where if you're in that camp, maybe play around with consuming some carbohydrates within that first half of the session. So you can offset any kind of fatigue and, you know, detriment, uh, a drop in performance later in the session. Great advice there, really good. Uh, yeah, uh, nice little takeaway there at the end is not to be chasing your nutrition. Yeah. We, we use this term a lot, can be used in so many different contexts, but particularly with something intra-workout, you don't want to be 45 minutes into a 60-minute session taking something on board. You probably needed it 15, 20 minutes earlier. So like Liam said there, yeah, start sipping on that 20, 30 minutes into the session to help you through the second part of your gym session or your workout. Definitely yeah is, is a nice little tip and you know logistically you might have to do a little, little bit of trial and error to find what works best for you you don't need to 
you know, overly consume carbohydrates. If you're doing about an hour or so in the morning, but you just need a little, let's say, pick me up essentially through the second half of the session. So like Liam said, you know, a sports drink is great. You can use some, some carb powder. A lot of good brands have electrolytes and carbs in one. So yeah, logistically definitely. removing that wellness admin, as we talk about, like mm. making it easy to, to put, to put, you know, two products in, in one, one drink and consume. And this is kind of similar, I guess, then if people are doing two sessions a day, this is something we commonly see when athletes come work with us or clients come work with us where they do session one in the morning, session two in the day. And again, if they can be sometimes chasing their nutrition a little bit, you know, they haven't quite got their meals and snacks in place. Perhaps they've worked a full day's work. They're flying into the gym. Mm. And again, to perform well in your second session of the day, you need enough energy, you need enough carbohydrates. So it's a very similar situation, right, Liam, that someone could have something 30, 40 minutes into the session to help them. You know, it's normally a strength session, isn't it? Or something yeah. people do two a day, right? Yeah, definitely. I think with double training, you're looking at, you're doing it for a reason. You're doing it, it should be for performance related, you know, improvements. And in that, you've got to be then fueling. And also when you're training twice a day, even if it's, you know, 60 minutes, even if it's what, a session, it's still a, a good amount of your day taking up doing training. So what that does is then it shortens the gap or the gaps in your day that you can actually consume kind of your meals. But we know your output's higher. So then you get this kind of like, you know, well, my output's higher, I need to fuel, but I don't have enough time to eat. And then what often happens is that people under fuel in the day and then over consume calories at the end of the day. Now, we call this low energy availability within day, low energy availability. And this is a really common thing that I think prevents people from getting the most out of double sessions. So using an intra workout, I think in a double session should be, a, a, a should not, I wouldn't say, you know, an essential, but I definitely think it's something that you should be trialing um, to see how you get on with. And I would put it in the first session or maybe both. Now, if you, the reason why I would do this, if you're training twice a day is because again, it's tough to get enough food in, 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 within the day. So that means you don't have to eat as much. So you could get, I don't know, 30 grams of carbohydrate in your first session, you know, maybe 20 to 40 grams in your afternoon session. So then all of a sudden you've got a, you know, you've already hit 50, 60, 70 grams of carbohydrates without having to eat 50, 60, 70 grams of carbohydrates from rice or fruits or potatoes always yeah. chewing yeah exactly always eating so then you can eat normal sized meals especially in the evening like without having to kind of be like wow i'm ch i'm like 120 grams under my carbs or whatever and trying to consume that often then leads to poor choices so i think in using an intra workout in those times is a really sensible strategy to do and it's also going to massively improve your performance and like we said don't chase it don't just use it towards the last 30 minutes of your double session in the afternoon like you're constantly going to be recovering from that first session from the previous day's training so be proactive front load it a little bit on, on a double session day and that's when i would like say use liquid nutrition and uh, and get on with that i prefer and a lot of my clients prefer is to use like like you said like an electrolyte and hydration sorry carbohydrate powder so putting it into a water bottle and sipping it through your session, even starting to sip it through your warm up and getting into it. Just find that it's easier than gels on a consistent basis. What's your, I know we just maybe talk about gels later on when we get to more endurance, but I don't find gels have, like work that well 
or people don't like to consume them as much as like say consuming the carbohydrates powder i think, what do you think? yeah you're right an electrolyte and carb powder is a, is a bit of a gold standard particularly if someone's doing maybe a bit of crossfit weightlifting functional fitness that the body's moving around quite a lot uh, you know mm. it, it just absorbs a little bit easier that they don't feel too heavy and let's say it's something you can sip on you can actually take 30 grams of carbs over a 20 30 minute period rather than a gel or a chew or a bar it's very one hit yeah exactly takes a little bit more effort for your body to digest it if you're maybe doing maybe kind of more bodybuilding stuff towards the 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 latter half of your workout then yeah maybe having a bit of dried fruit or a little soaring loaf or something is okay but again look at look at what you're doing and and what demands you're, you're putting your body through the electrolyte and carbs, I'd say it's easy to consume. It's two in one and it's still, I'd say it's going to aid your hydration, not just carbohydrates as well. So I think for the medium to long workouts, I'd say, you know, medium looking at 90 minutes, it's still a decent yeah. amount of time, isn't it, to be working out. Yeah. But if you're doing, you know, 90 minutes to two, maybe up to three hours of, of training, whether you're doing gym base, whether you're doing aerobic, bike, run, or, or a combination of everything, maybe training for high rocks or something. I think this is where fluid and carbohydrate intake really does have a huge impact on performance. Uh, what do you, I think a really good starting point for people, again, these are quite ballpark figures, but I, I, I generally they seem to work pretty well with clients, is looking at take, to take in around about 60 grams of carbohydrates per hour is optimal if you're doing this kind of two to, to three to four hours of work, if you're a bit smaller, I think if you're going up you're to two to three hours, yeah. intensity, you might be right on 40 grams per hour. Yeah. If you're someone who's think... a larger athlete or maybe you're someone who's a bit, you know, or you're, you're really pushing for three hours, you might want to have 80, 90 grams per hour. And what you might want to think about doing, we'll talk about in a second is then looking at a range of sources. So you've got mm. a combination of drinks, bars, gels, and real food as well this will allow for you know easy consumption and to aid digestion a little bit as well yeah i i, I was going to jump in there but yeah 100 percent. i think as you start to go over that 60 minute barrier it should be liquid first and then as you get towards two hours three hours then you can start to kind of make it more solid gels and bars and snacks so yeah great advice mate that little timeline works really well doesn't it yeah Something I commonly get from clients is that they don't like gels. Yeah, um, no, I know. I, I get on a right with them, do you? <laughs> for, for me, 100%, uh, as a few people know, I ran 100 miles. and Yeah, you did. And 95% of what I consumed was electrolyte and carbs, you know, liquid and gels because yeah. I just found it very, very easy. Now, for, for me, the, the pros of gels are they're relatively easy to carry, particularly, again, maybe you're maybe you're a cyclist, runner, you're, you're going out for a number of hours. You, you don't want a lot of space and a lot of weight, so they're easy to carry. You can get, you know, some really dense carb gels now. SIS do one that's got 40 grams in. Uh, Precision Fuel and Hydration do a big 90 gram like jumbo gel with a lid on. Some of them as well have electrolytes in. Some of them are isotonic, so you don't need water with them. Mm. But there can be a, a kind of sickly or unpleasant taste with a few of them, flavours, yeah. different textures. Yeah. Uh, and logistically, sometimes, you know, if you're a bit tired or a bit fatigued, having to open a wrapper, I've seen people split gels before and then, and then go all over the place. So yeah. I would encourage people to try a few different brands and see how you get on. Some brands, let's say, are smaller, bigger than others. If you struggle with gels, then if you haven't tried Chews, then that would be my next step. 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, these can be a bit more satisfying. Uh, like I say, they're a really good viable alternative. Then they're not often as sickly and sweet. And what I like about a chew is that you could split it up yeah. logistically over a 20, 30 minute period rather than having to rip the head off a gel, yeah. neck it, which can maybe be a bit uncomfortable. And then, you, you know, rather be carrying this gel around for 20 minutes, you can take a gel out your pocket or take, sorry, take a chew out your pocket, take a couple of squares off, have that, put it back, sip of water and repeat that process over a yeah. 20, 30 minute period. That might be a little bit easier for your, for your body to digest. Yeah, I agree. We use the gels for at the foot clubs. So we have gels and we also have the chews. Sorry, did I say gels? I meant chews. Yeah, you said chews. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, got chews. <laughs> we use them, say, half time. Uh, maybe after uh, you know, but after the warm up, if someone really needs it. Uh, but the, the I think the chews have come on a lot now. They're really good. I think they yeah. get some really and, good ingredients. And again, uh, like the SIS Beta Fuel ones, I'm just brand dropping. That's here, the one. I? That's the ones we use. Yeah. And and the Velo Forte chews. A lot of them have electrolytes in as well. Yeah. So again, it's exactly, really good yeah. bang for your buck. So yeah. yeah, you know, thirty to forty grams per chew electrolytes i'd always encourage people to get a few different flavors as well yeah. so that you don't get this kind of palate fatigue of having the same flavor all the time and it does yeah. does break it up and like you've said before in, with some of your all the things like that sometimes you just got to eat sometimes it doesn't matter 100%. if it doesn't taste amazing it's, it's you're not really looking for a gourmet dinner when you're out on mm. a three 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 hour run you just want something in that's gonna yeah give you the fuel that you need so sometimes you have just got to yeah. ignore that texture and just get on with it a little bit you, you're absolutely right i think there is a lot of more options now and I think oh, that's yeah. what, that's definitely something that, you know, you know, this, this guide to intra workout, like we started with the, you know, short or distance. And as you get in towards the, you know, the, the kind of two to three hour mark, you are going to need intra workout. I think from, for, if you really want to push your performance and having these different options, I think is good. You do need to trial them. Okay. Like this is essential. I, I like th there's lots of gels. There's humor gels, which are a little bit more like less mouth dextrin. I think they're made from. You know, there's the ones like chia, chia seeds and yeah, there's plant-based ones. You can really, you know, get some good ones. The Velo Forte website is fantastic. I really like all of their stuff. They, they've really, they've taken it on. And like I say, the SIS ones, the Beat the Fuel ones as well, really good. I think there's that kind of like two to three hours. I definitely think your strategy needs to be good rather than just random. What What would you advise people, mate, to be doing on like liquid intake how many gels you know what, what what what's the kind of setup that we would be advising people to be doing bud yeah you're right getting organized is really key and again you don't want to be chasing your nutrition into a two three hour workout so for me it's it's from minute zero your intra workout can effectively start so you're looking at every 20 to 30 minutes taking on some form of some form of carbohydrate whether you're going to go liquid whether you're going to go semi-solid, so gel or chew, or you, if you want to use a little bit of real food. And again, based upon how much carbohydrate you need per hour, so if you want 40, 60 or 80 grams, you want to try and split that across the hour and and just keep sipping little and often, let's say, on some hydration as well, because that 90 minute to two hour mark is usually that threshold where sweat losses can become a bit more significant. So yeah. If you're in a hot climate or you know you have a high sweat rate, then you might want to think about, again, using electrolytes in your carbohydrates or having a separate electrolyte and, and carb, uh, sorry, just electrolyte only bottle on you. But yeah, for minute zero, every 20 to 30 minutes until you're finished. It, and, and just yeah. being organized, whether that's you have another reminder on your watch, 
whether you use a distance, every 5K that you cover, yeah. you're going to consume. I, I often use a second watch on long training runs with a timer on it. So it's, you know, say it gives me that, that nudge to, to get into a routine yeah. of consuming and finding what works well for you. Nice. So you would, would you do this on training runs as well? 100%. It's the time to practice and replicate what you're going to do on an event. It's what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, what you're going to eat before and after you run, get all that dialed in so that actually mm. if you're training to an event or a race day, whether you're doing high rocks or whether you're doing a half marathon or something, you haven't got to worry about that on the day. You know what works for you. Mm. And I would always probably have a little bit more than what you think you'll need. Okay. Just sometimes adrenaline can be kicking in and you're running a bit quicker or cycling a bit quicker than you thought, or it's a bit warmer and you go through your supplies a bit quicker. And the last thing you want to do is kind of bonk and hit the wall, mm. you know, 20 minutes from the finish. If you've got an extra gel or you've got an extra chew with you, you'll be grateful to have it on you. Yeah, I think for the high rocks as well, I mean, kind of switching back from the endurance-based stuff, the practicalities, I think, on a if you're in, in a team, I think it's easier. If you're doing an individual, again, being having the different variations, you know, at your station, I think is easy because then you can be like, right, I can open the gels up beforehand so they're laid out. And then you can literally just be like, as you go on to a run, take one. But, like, you should be, you should practice this and you should know – on my third run, I'm going to take one on my sixth run. You know, I think that that's the way that a lot of people get intra workout wrong. Yeah. I think for, they for, use for me, it later for, on when they don't need it. When yeah, not for make for me in high rocks, because I tend to do high rocks in a pair. It was always when we got to the rower. Yeah. It was always whoever wasn't rowing, you know, jail goes gel, in yeah, and you swap yeah, nice. over. And then it was always then the kettlebell carry was a great yeah. time as well then when you used to split that up 50-50. Yeah. But I'd say if you're doing it individual, then yeah, it's the first lap of your run. It's your easy lap back out onto the track. It's normally about three laps for yeah. high rocks when you're running. So the first lap, let's say laps three and six or four and seven, yeah, yeah. get that jelly and get the chew in and yeah, away you go. Yeah, and, and the reason I ask about doing it in your training is because you can train your gut okay you need to do this you need to tr like just like we train our muscles and just like we train our aerobic system you need to train your gut and often people don't do this and that's when they can be like oh i don't get on with gels because i had one on a race and i just felt sick it's because you haven't exposed your body to it like you can you can train your gut to absorb more carbohydrates to be able to digest it when exercising but you have to do this in training so this this is essential and it also like i say just allows you to find which product at what time in the thing works for you. So definitely, you know, do it. You don't, like I say, have to be doing a complete race day replication on every training <laughs> session, but it might be that you take, you know, choose on one of your training sessions just to see how you get on and then switch to the, you know, liquid. And then like I say, every now and then when you have more of a, a really session that you're pushing, then try to replicate a similar structure. So I think that's, yeah. Don't, don't wait till race week to start buying loads all of your products. gels yeah <laughs> so often we see that uh, you know but it's it's definitely and when you find one like you say then you know like you say that there's less stress about it mm. i think as well you've got to just work back from the end of the event or, or work like say work forward from minute one whatever one you feel that you can do then yeah. it gives you that structure gives you that kind of uh yeah thing to focus and you, on you could consider to use a little bit of caffeine as well a lot of the gels um, have caffeine, in, don't they? Yeah, this is something probably you do maybe with, with the guys at football and something I've, I've done with people maybe doing half marathons is, is the last five or six K, the last yeah. gel that you have, you pick the caffeinated one. So yeah. just to give you again that 
reduce the perception of fatigue. And even if it's a placebo, do you know what I mean? If you know that caffeine gel's coming five, six K to go, right? In, sink it. And yeah. Um, yeah, it can have effect as well. Kind of increasing performance. A hundred percent, mate. A hundred percent. I think that, like you say, that there is more than just carbohydrates in gels these days. You know, that there are good B vitamins, caffeine, like says electrolytes. I think utilizing it at different times is, uh, is definitely a, a sensible thing. So yeah. now, now we're pushing past, like say, say it's two, three hours, say it's always seen high rocks an hour. Then you go on a two, three hours, like say run and bike. Obviously it's easier to consume stuff on a bike, uh, from a, you know, from a liquid point of view than carrying a load of liquid when you're around on, on a run. If you're just going for a training run, like not an, an event. When we're pushing past that, and you know, I know that you said that you run a hundred miles and you don't have you don't have a long distance stuff. Yeah, you know, like what are we looking to 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 kind of do then? And anything different than, or is it just not extrapolating out? Different, not dramatically different, because uh, because you'll likely be moving at a slower pace and a lower intensity. So mm-hmm. all you've got to think about is your body core temperature might mm. stay quite high. So in terms of sweat rate, and that's something I find even in mild temperatures, my sweat rate continues to be very high. Your body temperature gets very warm. So there's a logistical thing. Yeah, because you're out there for much longer, you need to potentially look at maybe a little bit more variety yeah. into energy and fluid intake. So you don't become sick of the same thing. Yeah. But because you're going at a low intensity, low intensity, like I said, more solid foods, more real foods will probably be a little bit easier to consume. Again, you're going to have to practice this. You're going to have to train eating while you run or whether you take a walking rest, which is something I used to find was really good. We'd yeah. take a two-minute walk yeah. uh, and that's a good opportunity to get some get some real food in. But that opens up such a, mu- a wider range of possibilities for yes. your menu and it will yeah. probably keep your stomach a little bit happier. So it, it, it's a very similar similar process. Yeah. And, and let's say it's just being probably aware of like your sodium intake, your electrolyte in- intake definitely because you're more likely to to be at the risk of you know hypoatremia because yeah, of yeah. you know sweat losses and things like that so it's just again a little bit of planning logistics particularly if you are self-sufficient uh you'll need to think about water and actually do you plan your stops around service stations and things like that so you can get mm-hmm. more water get some electrolyte tablets that you can take so it doesn't take up a lot of space yeah and then you can just you know pop them in your water and, and keep trekking on from there yeah very good advice and you mentioned it earlier talking about mixture of stuff carbohydrates Mm. uh, different types of carbohydrates and we talked about training your gut now not to get too sciencey but basically there's when we consume carbohydrates depending on the form there's different transporters into the gut so we got one called SL, sorry, SGLT1, which is done like glucose and galactose. And then you've got glute fire, which is fructose. The thing is, is that the glucose water can be saturated up to around 60 grams. So if you're saturating this, then your maximum that you can take in is 60 grams an hour. So depending on your output, like you say, it's very challenging to match, isn't it? Like it's hard to match your output of carbohydrates you know, kind of like gram for gram over the, especially over like a, how long did it take you to run the 100 miles? 22 hours. <laughs> so <laughs> trying to match your output, to you, your intake to your output is very challenging. So this is obviously why we need to, you know, 
you know, make sure glycogen levels are, are, are fully stocked leading into it, etc. But you can also then, if you have a mixture of carbohydrates, so multiple transporters of carbohydrates, there's studies have been shown you can get up to around 90 grams per hour. And this makes a massive difference, doesn't it? Like in terms of, yeah, yeah, you know, if you're doing an extra 30 grams per hour of carbohydrates, it's uh, it's a huge um, win if you are doing more endurance race or if like you say, the intensity is a little bit higher, you know, when you're looking at maybe a, you know, a three, four hour kind of like, you know, maybe looking at a bike ride, that's just four hours, you know, the intensity might be a bit higher than if you're doing a 22 hour kind of run but it's a very sensible thing to look at in terms of what actually makes up your gel and what you know makes up your carb drink isn't it like you know you kind of alluded it to it there it gives you the opportunity to have different options doesn't it as you as you kind of get a bit longer and you need it you probably need different options including i think so yeah i I think you're right like say one one so that you've got these different transporters like Mm -hmm. you said but then also let's say from a, a digestion point of view as well in terms of Having having a liquid option, having a, a couple of semi solid options, and having a, a real food option as well. Whether you want to use a bar, again, you could just break little bits off. You haven't got to eat the whole bar in one yeah, go. Yeah. Whereas, like a banana, might be a common snack that people might think of, but sometimes logistically that doesn't always work. You don't want to maybe eat a whole banana. You might want to have half, or you might want to have a third of it. So actually, using yeah. a, a smaller bar that takes up less space in your, in your rucksack or on your bike, again, you could break a bit off. Yeah. Use some gels. Use some. Um, yeah, and, and just just have a have a look have a look at the the websites for for the for these companies. They'll have all the ingredients listed on. If you want to use more real food ones, you can. If you if you like the the more artificial sweet flavors, and that that that's fine as well. It is it, it is always yeah. going to be a little bit of trial and error. I can't give anyone a, a set prescription of what gels are best because every client I work with has a different kind yeah. of setup. But they tend to have a liquid, an electrolyte and carb based option. They tend to have gels choose or both and then they'll have a couple of real food options whether yeah. i say whether it's bars mini malt loaves mm. sometimes something a bit salty can be a nice snack on, on something yeah. long duration you know yeah, yeah. Um, because again different flavors rather than everything sweet something a bit salty mm. nuts i've seen people eat tortilla chips on runs i've seen all sorts of stuff yeah 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 <laughs> there's a, there's a really cool book and we'll actually link this on i know we'll actually link this in the show notes as well the there's one called feed zones a book and it's like a portable snacks basically loads of different recipes one that become really popular was like uh, basically like white rice and then they made it sweet i think they added like honey and honey yeah, yeah other bits and pieces and a few fruits in there and then you kind of like uh like fruit like refrigerate it to make it kind of a solid thing and then cut it into like squares and things so you're having like you know a really easy to digest like small bit of this rather than i like, say a whole bar or a whole banana or anything else but the reason why this works is because it's got starch you know in glucose and it's got fructose so this one i think become really really popular with like team sky and people like this but there's tons of different options like you say if you go into the people's websites there's, there's lots and there's loads of different variations of bars but like you say looking at ones that have got fructose and glucose if you're doing it over three hours four hours or more ultra endurance stuff then definitely definitely the way and i realize that you know it's way out the scope of this podcast but i know people that are talking about fat adaptated athletes and you know if you people that would be maybe looking at this going well you're burning fat as a a long duration stuff but yeah i don't know all of the research then lends itself to the more you know consuming carbohydrates on this type of event when you go in this length 
shows that you get a better performance. So it'd be definitely worth trialing what works. So yeah, yeah, you're right, hundred percent. Getting the right amount of energy on board is is still your first priority. You know, hydration, 100%. you know, water, sodium, and then you can start looking to adjust to suit the requirements of of your training stimulus or your mm. your preferences. But it, it, it harks back to what we spoke about right at the start. If you're doing that six a.m. class or if you're doing two sessions a day, your your if your goal is to perform, you want to make sure you've got enough fuel in the tank. Yeah, and definitely. if your petrol tank starts to run out and sessions, you know, you start to struggle through sessions or you notice that you're always sore from training, you're not progressing, you're plateauing, then intra workout, whether you're, let's say you're doing 6am, whether you're doing a double session or whether you're doing 90 minutes, two hours plus is a, is a, is such a, it's a very simple way. Once you get it right, you'll feel great and mm. It will just enhance everything that you're trying to get out of your training 100%. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Like, look, wrapping things up. One other last point for when you talked about morning training uh, and and long endurance, long endurance training. If you're training in the evening, we uh, we often don't think about using it to work out because we're like, ah, we're fed over the day. And one research, a couple of research studies have shown that taking an intra workout, carbohydrate based intra workout. Uh, during a session, lower the the, the post training cortisol um, kind of like release, so you're actually lowering cortisol levels after your workout. Now, this is really sensible to do, I think, when you're training in the evening, because we don't want elevate. You know, so anyone that's maybe felt kind of like you know, super pumped up after their evening workout and can't sleep, it might be worth <clears throat> even taking a small amount, ten, fifteen, twenty grams, you know, in your in your evening session to or evening training session to be able to to like mitigate that kind of uh, using cortisol so again that might be something that you can do on a couple of days a week see how you you know see what the difference is between if you don't use it do you find that you can get to sleep a little bit easier do you find that you recover like tom said a bit more efficiently and uh and then yeah kind of maybe pop that in across the week so yeah just another little bit on on evening training into workout as well because maybe it's overlooked sometimes Sounds, sounds really good. Plenty of tips, plenty of things for people to take away. Uh, if people have got further questions, then drop us a message on, on social media. We work with a broad range of athletes, people building towards events. So if it's something you're, you're thinking about, you know, branching your, your training out and training for longer, but don't know where to start, then you can book, book a call with us, book a consultation with us. We can get you a plan in place to help you in a PB or complete your first half marathon ultra triathlon high rocks event whatever you want to do we've got plenty of skin in the game so we can set you up with a plan for success fantastic stuff good stuff thank you everyone for listening thanks for tuning in uh, if you know someone who appreciate it share this podcast make sure to rate us give us a thumbs up five stars whatever form you're on and uh, please tune in for the next episode we'll see you soon 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.